Blog Talk Radio. ever since 
And just like the Bible puts it in Ecclesiastics 3, there is a time and a season to everything. What starts must end. What goes in must come out. What goes up must come down. What begins must end. So the show continues, I know it's radio show, but I, as the host, I'm going to be stepping aside and we'll give a little bit of more content as we proceed. So for this special episode, we have Mr. Jimmy Katuta. He's a very well-known Zambian, very successful businessman. Previously, he resided in the California area, and now he's in Sacramento. Now he's in Las Vegas. He uh, will give him a little bit of time to share uh, his role on the new executive because he's part of the new executive team. As you may have heard, or if you haven't heard, Zanus had elections in September uh, this year. So uh, my term of office ends December 31st. December 31st, 2020 is my last day in office as the ZANUS president. That's the Zambian Association's Network of the United States. The incoming president is going to be Mr. Fred Kazembe, and Mr. Jimmy Katuta is part of the executive team. He will be the front person going forward as far as the media, as far as the programming is concerned. So let me just welcome Mr. Jimmy Katuta, and Mr. Jimmy Katuta will be able to share more and do something that we've never done before, is I have been interviewing everybody who comes on the show. But for this special last episode, uh, where I am still the incumbent uh, ZANUS president, we're going to have the new incoming uh, secretary to turn the tables and interview me so as to help our listeners uh, understand a little bit about me. So without much time, Mr. Katuta, how are you doing, sir? I am very, very well. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Andalov. Thank you so much. Good afternoon to you. Oh, I'm very happy, very glad. It's nice and a little cold in, in the great state of Indiana, but at least we, I'm, personally I'm, not, I'm happy that we don't have snow. I'm one of those who doesn't appreciate the snow because I think it just gets in the way. But so far it's cloudy and I'm enjoying the weather. Well, that, that that is certainly good to hear. Uh, we 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 are here in Vegas, uh, a little warm today. The past few days have been a little cold as well, but definitely not as cold as your weather over there. But uh, nonetheless, we we had a good Christmas. Uh, we had family here, my mother, my sister. Uh, there was a very few. I mean, there was few of us, maybe about six people, observing the mm-hmm. whole. CDC guidelines the, of the uh, guidelines of social distancing. So, but we we had fun. Uh, how was your Christmas? Oh, my Christmas! I was mostly home, mostly home, just uh, playing with my little one. I have a twenty-seven-month-year-old. Uh, she's at that stage where she's more active. 
She's running around. She's exploring. She's opening up presents. So we bought her uh, those kids. Uh, I mean, I don't know what they actually call them, but the shoes with the flashing lights. Oh, trust me, she's oh. very, very happy. She didn't want to take them off. Uh, she wanted to wow. go to bed uh, sleeping in those shoes. But uh, that just shows you how happy she was. Other than that, as a parent, when you see a child uh, as happy as that, oh, it makes makes you feel good. So Christmas yes. was very well, good. Yes. You see, the, uh, the thing is that as parents, uh, we are judged by how happy our children are. That is our our examination, so to speak. If our children are happy and healthy, that means we're doing our job. So congratulations to you for that. Well done. Well done. Uh, what what I would like to Yes, sir. What um, I'd like to do today is, uh, first of all, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all those who are listening. Uh, today is, like President Ndulovu said, is a very, very special day, especially for me. Um, I have the privilege to talk to Mr. Noah Ndulovu one-on-one just to get an idea, especially for those who don't know him, because we all know him as our president for Zanus, who has done a wonderful job, very committed, uh, just a selfless individual that is uh, just a gem, uh, a gem, a very, very big asset for us as Zambians here in the diaspora. So I wanted to just uh, switch up today and put him on the other side of the microphone. I'll give you a little bit of background about myself. As the president said, my name is Jimmy Katuta. I am based here in Las Vegas. I have a wife. My wife is Crystal Katuta. We have a son, Malaika. He's 17. And I have been in the United States for about 27 years now. Um, I have been fortunate to be successful in business. Obviously, like any businessman will tell you, there have been some ups and downs. But nonetheless, we have made it. We have succeeded. And when you look at the times that we're in right now, these are very, very trying times, to be able to be here today, day after Christmas 2020, is a blessing mm-hmm. for everybody who's, uh, who's alive and well today. And obviously we want to say our solemn condolences to those who have lost loved ones. I'm sure we've all been affected somehow uh, with this uh, pandemic, mm-hmm. but God is on our side and we're grateful that we're here today. So um, what we'll do today, uh, with your permission, Mr. President, I would just sure. like to start uh, by asking you a few questions, but I'll let you finish your thoughts, and then I'll continue. Unless you want me to just go right ahead and do it. No, I think like at this time, we'll go ahead and just uh, start the show. So over to you, sir. Thank you, thank you, sir. Well, I'm I'm sure people who don't know who Noah is are wondering because you you came out of uh, to those of us, especially on the west coast, you came out of nowhere. We did not, we hadn't heard of uh, Noah and Love until somebody introduced me to the news, 
and I got the opportunity to meet you, and I've had nothing but warm, warm uh, feelings and um, just a lot of respect for you, a lot of respect for you. And just for introduction's sake, um, I am the incoming Secretary General for the new executive team of the news. Our president is Mr. Excuse me. Our, our president is Mr. Fred Kazembe, and our vice president is Ms. Lele Nasilele. Uh, forgive me, uh, Madam VP, if I butcher your name. I'm sure as we go, I'll tend to, or rather, I'll, I'll, I'll learn your name even better. We're still looking for people to join the board because this is something that needs a lot of support, especially from people who have leadership skills in our community. It's important that we all participate in this organization and make sure that this uh, organization thrives. Uh, Brother Noah has done a tremendous, tremendous job for the last two years. Uh, him and the executive board have done an amazing job by just introducing the news to the diaspora. And now I'm happy to report that we have a very good and warm relationship with the Zambian Embassy in Washington, D.C., and we're just looking forward to it. So, Mr. Noah, to you, mm -hmm. sir, if, uh, <clears throat> if somebody were to ask, who is Noah Ndulovu, okay, who is Noah, can you please tell us who Noah is? Tell us about yourself. Thank you, thank you. Usually I'm the one who is asking people, so I think uh, this is, uh, one of the few times that I have to be the one answering that question. So, who is Noah Ndlovu? Yes, so Noah Ndlovu is a humanitarian. I think when I was born, my destiny was sort of sealed. That's how I look at it, because I think I always joke with my uh, inner, inner circles that when you read Genesis 5:29, it sort of paints the picture who Noah is. Because for those who are Christians, when you read the Bible, this is sort of homework you can write down the best. Genesis 5:29, it says he named him Noah and said, "He will comfort us in the labor and the painful toil of our hands, caused by the ground that the Lord has cursed." So, in short. I have been assigned a duty. I think when I look at myself, I always find myself in a position where I have to be the one who is sort of doing the heavy lifting, I think, in a number of circles. So when you ask the question, who is Noah and Lovu? Noah and Lovu is somebody who is concerned for the betterment of well-being of a lot of people. And I think if you look at what I have done, what I've been involved, it sort of paints the picture clearly. So in a nutshell, I am simply a person who wants to impact and improve the lives of the people that I come across with. Thank you. Well, well, well said, well said. And uh, modestly spoken as you as you always do. Um, that that is that is a very interesting background. 
I have been, obviously, speaking for myself, I've had the uh, privilege to know you, and your your background speaks for itself. The, the, the things you've described, I have witnessed them, your your leadership skills. And some. <laughs> it's funny because some people might think that uh, you tend to be a little hard on people, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and <laughs> you and I have that in common, brother, because mm-hmm. leadership – Leadership is not a popularity contest. Uh, leadership exactly. is, is, is a task. Yes, uh, it, it, it's a huge undertaking, and you can't please everybody, as you know, right? Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, you, yeah. Of course. In the process yeah, you, of doing, you, sorry uh, to cut you. Yeah. Yes. In ahead, the process of executing your duties, especially when you have a mandate and a task at hand to accomplish something. Some people, are, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to ruffle some feathers because most people yeah. tend to want to be idle and not do anything. And when you sort of uh, coach them or when you try to remind them to do what they're supposed to do, in most cases, most people, it's at that time that they feel like you are sort of trying to push them around. I I know <laughs> most of the presidents, I think in my role as the association president, I have uh, done what I could, and I think in the process of trying to be a better leader and coaching, guiding, advising others, uh, those especially who would want just to sit and do nothing, they may find that like I'm sort of like coming out strong. So just wanted to add to your point. And and, and that's well said. That's well said because you you, you have to understand the the, the challenge that you face and Fred will soon find out is that you're leading leaders, okay? This this is an organization that uh, comprises of a lot of powerful, powerful minds, very educated, um, very accomplished. So for you to be able to lead them successfully, it will take a lot of courage. And I also mm-hmm. understand that uh, uh, most people misinterpret uh, leadership, the word leadership. Leadership is not you being a boss. Leadership is simply you being the frontline person or the messenger, so to speak, a servant of the people. So how have you enjoyed that? What what have been some of the challenges you have faced dealing with, with these leaders? Yeah, thank you for that question. Yeah, so dealing with leaders, it's sort of uh, slightly different when, for instance, you're dealing with just regular community members. When you're dealing with regular community members, for the most part, they don't really know what's going on. So you have to be sort of that father person, father figure, uh, guiding, providing sort of the necessary instructions, what they need to do, how they need to do it, when they have to do it, and things like that. So it's understandable when it's every other person. But it becomes a challenge when you are leading other leaders because there is always that ego, especially among leaders, that you can't tell me something because I'm a leader like you. So it has been very, very tricky and it's not an easy road to travel because you always have to be mindful that when you are approaching other leaders, uh, they always have that defensive mechanism that I'm 
I'm a leader just like you, so therefore, what are you trying to tell me? So mm-hmm. I have tried, That's... I think, my level best to mm-hmm. be in a position of coaching because uh, as a leader, you have to coach, you have to give examples so that at least people can see what needs to be done because I think the the routine way of just reminding people and expecting them to do something that has not worked out well in that right. you ask people because you expect them to do something like, Oh, this guy is a leader. Obviously they'll do one or two things, but I think from experience that uh, is one of those things that when you're leading leaders, you always have to sort of like choose what words to say because you don't want to offend people. You don't want to say something and people take it the, the other way. So it's, it's, it's something that I'm still learning. It's something that mm-hmm. I think those who have seen me be uh, the front person for the news, I think they should be in a better position to answer that because I think I, I have tried to walk the thin line between com- frustration and confusion mm-hmm. and not coming out like you're so egotistic. So that's, yeah. that's my response. Uh, and, and you know, you know what, what's funny, uh, brother, is that when, when you are dealing with, with, with Zambians in general, Zambians, we are very uh, opinionated, and that comes from our, our, our freedom. We, we, we were fortunate to have a president that gave us that freedom to, to express ourselves. So we speak our minds, and sometimes we don't have filters. Uh, that, this is something mm-hmm. that I have experienced even here in Las Vegas, uh, trying to uh, guide our people. They, 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 we're very opinionated, and sometimes it's difficult to, to take advice. So I think what you should probably do, uh, if you can, is give us, uh, give the audience an idea so that they don't see you. Because some might think that you just somehow woke up one day and said, well, I'm going to create this organization. But tell us what other organizations have you been leading? Where, where do you have your experience from? What is it that people need to know? in order to follow your lead, knowing that you you do know what you're doing and what you're talking about? Thank you. Thank you for that question. So back in 2011, uh, and it's funny that we are actually almost at the end of the year. Today is the 27th. In mm-hmm. less than five days, we'll be marching into 2021. So in 2011, I made a New Year's resolution. So the New Year's resolution for 2012 at that time was to kickstart the Zambian Association here in Indiana. So, mm-hmm. you know, most of us make these resolutions. We want to lose weight. We want to eat healthy. We want to save money. But back in 2011, I made that resolution to say, I am going to restart the Zambian Association. Because at some, some time here in Indiana, association had sort of died so came 2012 i reached out to a few people in our community here and asked them hey i don't think it's right for us to be in these silos where we don't know what the other person is doing we are sort of just like in our own individual 
a mindset. Why don't we come together as a group and see what we can do? So by the end of 2012, we ha- I had gathered up a number of people, and we formed sort of like uh, uh, the interim committee at the time. So mm-hmm. when we formed that, I myself, my main objective at the time was just to get things moving and step out of the picture. So that was the very first time that I think I got myself involved uh, in sort of that leadership role because I noticed there was the need uh, that people Mm -hmm. need to work together as one. And people were just sort of being in their independent silos, every person for himself and things like that. So that was one of the initial times that I felt like I was up to something there. So mm-hmm. prior to that, I had founded a not-for-profit organization that I, to this day, it's actually 501c3. It's a it's an organization called Zamaritan. It's an organization that promotes volunteerism in Zambia. Because when I noticed the challenges that Zambians face, especially when you go to Zambia, you have to know someone who knows someone to give you the hookup. So I noticed that in Zambia, most people don't just do things for free. For instance, I can get up right now, if it was a Monday, I go to any motor vehicle department here. I simply provide, produce my uh, either best certificate or whatever documentation I have to establish my identity and then within a few seconds, present those documentation to the uh, gentleman or woman behind the, the desk, and they will process that and then tell you, oh, your ID is coming in the mail, or it will, in some cases they will issue the driver's license or ID there and then. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at that simple process in Zambia, it's something that's going to frustrate you that you have to hire, you have to pay someone to help you accomplish just a simple task as getting a driver's license or passport. So right. I noticed that there was that need for us as Zambians to change the culture of people. So hence, Zamaritan was born. So Zamaritan was born to help Zambian change the culture of Nchekelek. Because when you're dealing with Zambians, they won't do anything for free. There's always this bad culture of, I, what am I getting in return? What am I getting in right. return? So Zamaritan was formed from that to help guide, to help change the mindset of Zambians, where Zambians could volunteer for something and then without getting paid. So that was also my leadership um, experience that I felt maybe there's no need for us in Indiana to just live in silos. So fast forward in 2015, uh, at the time we, I reached out again to the present leadership at the time for New York and then Illinois. Say, hey, why don't we form a group where we can coordinate in real time? so that we can mm-hmm. bounce off ideas here and there. So needless to say, at, at that time in 2015, we could not get to anywhere. So I think maybe right. the timing was 
not right. But fast forward in 2017, there comes Blair and there comes Bella. So the three of us put our heads together. Then we founded Zanos. So Zanos was formed to help uh, association leaders to be in sync, to be on the same page with other leaders. So those are some of the leadership, uh, and also I think uh, where I had worked at, worked for the American Red Cross uh, in in a position of leadership where I was coordinating disaster response. So I think in a nutshell, there were just so many needs that needed to be met, and I told myself, I am not going to sit sit around and wait for someone to do something, because if you sit around and wait for someone to do something, nothing gets done. So I say, I will take the first step and reach out to people, and here we are. There you go. There you go. Well, well, well said. Well said. And uh, just to make people understand the whole uh, grease my hand culture that we have in Zambia. And by the way, it's not just a Zambian problem. It, it's an African problem. That's why you have uh, people taking bribes. And that is a subject for another time that I would like us to tackle someday. Because I believe in, in my, this is just my opinion, I believe the reason mm-hmm. we have so much corruption in Africa is because we don't really have a middle class. So you have these people that are working these government jobs, uh, getting paid nothing. So what they do now is try to make money on the side. So I think what we need to do to eliminate that, because we have to identify the root problem. We have to create that middle class. And how do we do that? By empowering the people they're giving the Zambians, in this case, the equipment they need, uh, to, to thrive, and then that's, that way we can raise the standard of living so that people don't have so much um, uh, 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 need to to take bribes. They just need to do their work. People in, in America exactly. and the Western world, yeah, they don't take bribes because they get paid well. So we need to figure mm-hmm. out how to pay our uh, civil servants well so that they don't have this embarrassing culture of bribery. Thank you. Thank you for that, uh, for responding to that. Um, and obviously, you, your leadership, as, as you've gone, like in my case, it has evolved over time. How has your leadership skills evolved over time? Yeah, thank you, sir, for that question. So I think from the outset, when I was sort of uh, reaching out to a lot of people, bringing them to the table to discuss these issues, so initially mm-hmm. what I would do is I would just uh, bring people, hey, there's this idea, what you think? You ask someone to see where they fit in. And then I think right. in the past what I, would, uh, what I would do was to sort of leave everything hanging. For instance, mm-hmm. bring people to the table and you say, hey, I think it would be right, wise for us to have a platform where we could bring all the association leaders on the same page. What do you think about Mm. that? So you sort of throw the question to the others, and then others would look at that and say, oh, yeah, I think this is a very good idea. Let me see what I can do 
uh, so that at least we can further refine the idea and see how we can sort of break it down. Then you okay. ask the same question to somebody else. I think there's need for us as association leaders to work together. What do you think? Others oh, they will just be stuck and they're waiting mm-hmm. for you to sort of further break it down. So I think over time what I notice is that we have different people from different backgrounds, different skill sets. So over time I would sort of leave things hanging and then I notice that some people need further coaching. So this mm-hmm. is why I would reach out, I think, to a few people and sort of provide that guidance or sort of guide, like, oh, I think maybe what we need here is we need to reach out to this person. I think it would be best if you can sort of coordinate this project, see what you can do, and then let's have a meeting on such and such a day. Other people mm-hmm. make, when you just give them a general scenario, they know what to do. But others, you really have to break it down so that if you don't uh, break it down or sort of give the exact steps that they need to do, they need to stop. It kind of like reminds me of those days in Zambia when we were growing up. We had those watches or clocks that people would say, you have to feed it. (laughs) You have to feed the watch. Now, what happens when you forget to feed the watch? You find that there are those leaders, they are waiting for you to tell them what to do. And then you have to go back like, oh, no, I think now... Since you've done this now, the next step is you have to line up one, two, three, and then they'll do one, two, three. And you right. you have to go back. So it has it's a little bit of a challenge. One thing that I've noticed, I think, in leadership is not everyone is a leader, especially in right. our Zambian community. I think sometimes the challenge is we have people in these leadership roles that do not really understand what leadership is all about, and they they occupy these positions for for the sake of just showing to the others that oh hey I'm an association president or I'm such and such. But when it comes just to leading their own communities, I think most people they tend to fail in that regard because I think they don't really understand. So I think this is why I think some time back. Uh, when we traveled to to Dallas, uh, Texas, uh, myself, Bella, and Blair, we had reached out to one of our uh, elders in our community, Mr. Nathan Kama. He is part mm-hmm. of the clergy. We had reached mm-hmm. out, I think Bella was sort of leading that front, reaching out to Mr. Nkama to... Mm provide sort of coaching on what leadership is because we've noticed especially in a number of states the challenge is during transition time when the term of office ends there is no one to take over so i think this is one area where in terms of leadership we need to identify people who can help coach the upcoming leaders because most people i think they really need a lot of coaching. So I think over time, my leadership has always been tailored to the person that I'm um, working with. If I see that they need a lot of coaching, then usually I will sort of try to talk to them as much as possible. But there are other leaders, you know, I mean, mind you, these are association presidents. 
These are people mm-hmm. that some of them, they are doing exceptionally well in their communities, but others, they even they have had people from different communities reaching out to me, like, hey, Noah, why don't you remove that person? They don't do anything. Noah, why don't you do that? So I'll, I'll, I would tell my people, like, I'm not in a position to remove anyone. What I can do mm-hmm. is try to help, see how I can coach or guide them and things like that. But I think leadership is something that I think collectively, not only Zambians, but Africans in general, we need more uh, understanding on what it means to be a leader, because I think that is where we are sort of struggling. So over time, my leadership is tailored to the person. I don't like to micromanage, but there are Mm. situations where I have to come in and sort of micromanage some projects. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, many are called, but very few answer the call. Um, what, what I find exactly. to be prevalent, yes, what I find to be prevalent in our communities is that we feel that if somebody is educated academically, we feel that they mm-hmm. they make a leader. But I think leadership is a skill set and education and an education on its own. So mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to hold uh, uh, master's degrees or PhDs to be a leader. Some people are just uh, born to be in the background, uh, administrators, so to speak. And there are some people that may not have um, a formal education but are born leaders. So exactly. I think that's why exactly. it's important. Yes, yes. That's why it's important to have a good organization, a good board, which a good board of directors, which consists of uh, people from the business background, people from academia, and together we can formulate a, a system that works for everybody. I think that we, and as, as you move forward in your endeavor, I, I hope and pray that you don't forget about us because the coaching, the, the, the follow-ups, that is going to be needed moving forward. So please don't give up on us. Uh, keep keep in touch, uh, which brings me to my next uh, question. What 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 is your way forward from here now that your term is expiring? What is Noah going to do next? Yeah, th- thank you for that question. So, I have a number of projects that I uh, I'm working on. So I'm sort of transitioning to working on myself. Uh, I actually had enrolled uh, into a PhD program at Liberty University, and mm-hmm. also I Wonderful. enrolled in, into another PhD program at uh, uh, Cumberland in Kentucky. So, uh, of course, I was accepted in those programs, and I'm just trying to figure out which one I may go for. But I think I'm still working on a number of projects in the background. Like I mentioned, I have Samaritan. So I think this is going to help overall uh, the Zambian people, uh, I think, in terms of changing the culture. Because I think Zambian people are very nice, uh, hospitable people. But I think in terms of um, uh, leadership perspective, what I've seen is that I think there is need for us to change the culture 
that we have uh, presently in the country. So this is where Zamaritan, I think there are a lot of other organizations across the country, but what makes Zamaritan unique is that it's appealing to Zambians to volunteer, uh, asking Zambians to step up, because I think we have this, again, wrong culture of thinking that we have to look to the Westerners, to other people to come and liberate us. So I'll be spending a, a lot of time uh, working mm-hmm. on Samaritan and also uh, with the school, I have to narrow down which which program, PhD program I'm going to go for. And then also I'm looking into a podcast because I've been getting a lot of um, good reviews, good comments from a number of people Usually when I talk about uh, certain topics, uh, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of just trying to sort of do the logistics that need to be done, but there will be a podcast uh, sort of offering education and entertainment that is in the works most likely uh, sometime in January or February where we'll just be sitting there talking at length, sort of like a monologue. Uh, on a given topic. I've had a number of people who were excited with sort of the information that I was able to share on the psychology of and the personality, the history of the United States. I'm very much uh, in sync and in line with Afro-American history and religion and science. So I do a lot of research in those areas. So I will be keeping myself busy on that podcast where I'll be offering some education and entertainment. So I think I have my, my hands full. I'm still the association president for the state of Indiana till mm-hmm. June, 25th, June, yeah, June 30th next year. I'm still the oh, association good. president here. So I'm, I still have my hands uh, full for now, but uh, as far as the nose, I'm not running away from the nose. Uh, if needed, if they need anything from me, I'll be a, I'll be there to help as much as I can. So that's basically the next steps I have lined up for me. And 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 uh, I, I will personally hold you to that, Mr. President. Uh, make sure that you you stay involved because the nose is a baby you birthed, just like your. Your daughter that you have, your wonderful daughter that's in on every Zoom meeting that we have, she's always in the picture, very <laughs> cute. Um, Zanus is the same. This is your child, and you just have to you have to see it through. And I would also like to get more information on Samaritan. Is there a way you can give us, uh, do you have a, a, a website or a phone number? If somebody like myself, and you know my wife is uh, is a philanthropist, so if there's a way mm-hmm. we can get in touch with Samaritan would like to get involved. Um, that sounds like something that uh, we, we, we would like to be a part of. Do, do you yes, have a, a, you, a website you. or anything where we can get, where we can be yes. part of it? Yes. Yes, yes. So, you see, that, that has always been one of my challenge when when I was overseeing the news and me working as the uh, then President Zen stands for Zambian Association here in Indiana. Uh, mm-hmm. Usually, there is that conflict of interest when, for instance, other people are suggesting uh, a 
NGO to support when we are having all these uh, brainstorming of areas where we can support. I always felt it was going to be taken out of context if I had sort of put out my uh, NGO out there because, you know, most people are always looking for something uh, negative to say. So I think now that I'm transitioning away from Zanos, this is when most people I actually even learning that I, I have a, a, I founded a not-for-profit organization. This was founded way back, but I think because of my role with the Zanos and the Zen, I had sort of put it on hold, and I, we haven't really done much traction. But to answer your question, yes, we have a website. It's zamaritan.org, and the name Zamaritan comes from Zambia and Samaritan. Just infusing those two, you get Zamaritan. A Zamaritan is a Zambian who has a positive nature and who wants to contribute to the betterment of the country because we in Zamaritan hold the view that in order for Zambia to change, it will take us, the local people, to be on the front line. So this is why we are... Hoping to change the culture by working with local communities in their respective communities. So this project, of course, I was sort of pushing it uh, in the, uh, slightly behind the scenes because I didn't want to tell people that I have this, and then uh, I was just afraid of conflict of interest. But yes, there's right. a website and there's an email. Uh, you can reach us on that. And then the good thing is that's a 501c3. It's a tax-exempt organization. Mm-hmm. So so it, it's actually, I said Samaritan. It's actually Samaritan. Can you spell that for those who need to uh, write it down? Yes, yes. It's Z-A, Zambia to Z. <laughs> it's Z-A-M-A-R-I-T-A-N. Or if you want to spell it in a Zambian way, the Z A M A R T A N Zamaritan.org. So the word Samaritan, you just remove the S and put a Z, or you put a Z, whichever works for you. Wonderful. So that's the uh, group that I'm part of. Wonderful. Samaritan.org. We'll definitely be looking into that. Uh, it, it, it sounds like a very very good idea. Uh, it, it's a it's a responsibility of all of us. I always say, and you and I have had private discussions offline, to where I say that those of us that have had the opportunity to come to the United States were chosen for a reason, Mr. President. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, speaking for myself, I can think of a hundred people that were more qualified than I was, that were more athletic than I was, that were much smarter, better looking than I was, that could have come here, that would have been given the opportunity. So for God to choose me to come here, it wasn't just to come here and uh, enjoy the skylines or whatever. It was here for a purpose. We were sent here for a purpose to make sure that we contribute to our development back home. So when you have um, a, a project like Zamaritan, those are some of the things that we look forward to. Now, um, you, you usually host these interviews. Do you think that maybe perhaps we should take a break, uh, maybe a commercial break, and 
get some questions in, or do we keep going? I'm following your lead here, Mr. President. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so I think at this point, this is where I usually, uh, I mean, sometimes I'll take a break. So I think we'll go ahead and play a little song, and then after that, we'll open up the phone lines for the listeners. If they have a question, they can, because we have about 12 minutes, so 10 minutes. Uh, when we get back, uh, we'll see if maybe people have a question, and then we'll take it from there. Otherwise, let me see if I can play a, a, a beautiful song that most Zambians who always uh, it gives, I think gives every Zambian sort of a smile if they hear this song. So here we go. Uh, we'll open up the lines afterwards. All right, welcome to Zanus Radio Show. It's that special, special uh, episode where I am hosting and being part of the show for the last time. So we have unmuted the mics for the listeners. So for those who have questions uh, or comments, uh, anything to say, feel free to jump in. Over to you, Mr. Mr. Katuta. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Brother Noah. So, ladies and gentlemen, those of you that are listening, we thank you for taking this time on a Sunday to listen to our show today. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to address them. Go ahead. Okay, as uh, as my brother, Mr. Ndulovu, always says, silence means that whatever you're saying is is taken and it's accepted. So silence means acceptance. So we'll keep going, Mr. President. Uh, um, so, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, please uh, state your name, your state. And sure, sure. <laughs> 
Uh, Stella Banda here, uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, how are you, everyone? Uh, I just good, want good. to say, <laughs> good. <laughs> Mr. President uh, Nora, uh, it was nice working with you, though it was for a short period of time. But, uh, you know, there are learning experiences that I've, you know, encountered with you, and uh, that is greatly appreciated because I now practice that in life. Uh, <laughs> Focusing on you, I just want to say thank you so much for all that you've done and everything that you continue to do for different communities. I wish you nothing but the very best, but um, please know that <laughs> it's just uh, you're just stepping down. You're not stepping out of uh, any yeah. circle. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we urge you that, uh, you know, you remain with us and uh, be so much in touch um, Zanus is your baby. You know, you had the inner focus of how you wanted Zanus to divert, and um, I think you did a good job so far. Uh, may you please remain as a special advisor if you may, you know, uh, take that. <laughs> Otherwise, I wish you nothing but the very best and uh, happy holidays. Oh, thank you, thank you, President Stella. Thank you. Uh, I'll be in the background. Of course, I'm not running away. I'll be here to help as much as I can. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank, thank you. Thank you, uh, Sister Stella. Uh, where, where, where are you based? I don't think we've met, Stella, have we? Uh, no, we haven't met, but uh, we've met on Zoom, I think, um, here in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia area. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you you will be, I I guess we'll be working together moving forward. I look forward to that. Sure. Sure. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Uh, Thank anyone you. else has a question or comment? Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. afternoon. Identify yourself. So, my name is Dorothy. I'm from uh, Indiana. Go ahead, sister. Thank you. I just wanted uh, to thank uh, uh, Mr. Noah for the work that he has done with Zanus. And uh, for me, I'd want him to maybe stay on, should have an advisory role, something like that, instead of just going away from Zanus completely. I don't know what he thinks about that. And also, I'm also part of the Samaritan group that he has put together. And, uh, you know, I look forward to working with him again. Continued working together with him. I've seen I've seen him work. He's he's such a hard worker. People don't give him much credit. Noah is yeah. really the brain behind a lot of projects here in Indiana. And I think we should once in a while give him the credit that he deserves. Thank you. That's wonderful. Thank you, brother Noah. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, yes, um, uh, I appreciate your comments. And uh, I'm working hand-in-hand hand with the incoming team for Zanus. So, of course, I'll be there to give advice uh, as long as they need be. So, basically, uh, when, when a new executive team comes in, it's always incumbent upon the in incoming team to reach out, not for me to be the looming figure that doesn't want to go away. Because sometimes people, if they need me, I'm there to help and advise accordingly, but I don't want to sort of uh, to force myself. If I'm needed, then 
of course, I'll be there to help as much as I can. Thank you. Well, you you will be needed, no question about that. Uh, no question about that. And you you, you and I uh, will always stay in touch. And also, I would like for you, if you can, just you know maybe a, a minute or two, uh, tell the people about the project we're doing for KK for Dr. Kenneth Kaunda. Do you think maybe you could just share that a little bit? Oh yes, yes, yes. So. I, I have shared a few times with the people here in Indiana, but basically what we are working on is uh, our founding president for the Republic of Zambia, uh, Dr. Kenneth David Kaunda, is getting there in age. He's uh, somewhere in the 90s, and we are, myself, Mr. Jimmy Katuta, and others, uh, we are working on the film production to put KK's life on uh, on a motion picture so uh, our producer for the show for the for this movie is Mr. Frank Kasonde he's based in is a Zambian based in South Africa who has been working for the past 8 to 13 years trying to document the life of uh, Dr. Kaunda and all those uh, freedom fighters, all those men and women who were part of the struggle. So this is going to be a movie which will focus on the life of Kaunda prior to him rising up to uh, prominence as the president. So just a documentation all the way to Zambia gaining its independence. So we are still very much... Uh, uh, put it, piecing everything together on that uh, movie front, but we'll be sharing with the local associations and everybody else because we are in the process of developing a website. So very soon there will be a website with more information, but the uh, project is putting Kenneth Kaunda's life on the motion picture because some of us believe KK is up there on the ranks of Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Nelson Mandela, just to name a few. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I encourage all of us uh, leaders to be involved in this project because um, those of us that grew up in the Kaunda era will tell you that we we enjoyed a very good, uh, vibrant life in Zambia. When I remember at one point, our kwacha was very, very strong, and we, we, we were the spoiled Africans, as they called it because we had a good life until mm -hmm. our president, which is one of the reasons why I'm involved in this, uh, the sacrifices he made, because most people don't know why we went from being so vibrant and so strong economically to suddenly lining up for coke, sugar, and tea, and bread in the morning. Those are yes, some of the yes, things yes. that we need to know. Uh, so we yes, have yes. a few minutes. So we have we probably have about yeah, a minute sorry, left. So we, we just have... One minute to go. Uh, I just wanted to point you. One minute to go, Mr. Katota. Yes. So, in, in in your words, in your own words, Mr. President, what do you what do you want to say to the people who don't belong to the news? What 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 are your final words? Thank you, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I have enjoyed being the association president for the news. It's a very unique uh, position and opportunity to be able to work hand-in-hand hand with the association leaders across the country. I have fought a good fight. I have been consistent, the key word consistent, from the inception to the end. I did not disappear at any time. 
but I have been there. So we need leaders who are going to inspire, to inform, and educate so that we can change, have a better Zambian community. To those who are sitting on the fence, I encourage you to reach out to your local associations and get involved because you need the associations to help us forge into a better Zambian community. I thank you all. I leave you with this song as we conclude our broadcast. Thank you, thank you once again. Thank you, Mr. President.